Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. My name is Deb McBride. Today is January 26th, 2020, and I am reaching you from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica. And we have just had the new moon in Aquarius, which was a big loaded new moon on Friday. And I just want to touch on that before we go into the new week, because uh, a lot of things were evident as a as a result of that new moon. First of all, there were uh, a few days before that where the moon was in Capricorn. And I had said last week, and I felt this week as those days came, that was the 22nd, the 23rd, Wednesday and Thursday, that that when the moon was going into Capricorn, it would be the first time since the solar eclipse December 26th that the moon was in Capricorn and therefore touching the place of the eclipse and then also moving over the south node in Jupiter first on Wednesday and then eventually hitting Saturn and Pluto for the first time since they had conjunct and since we had the eclipse the second eclipse with uh, Saturn and Pluto on the 10th of January. So I expected it to be a little tedious on Wednesday and Thursday or a little uh, complicated emotionally. And I can safely say that I think that that was what happened. It was definitely something that uh, was not smooth. I think it was a bit bumpy. I think that while good things continued to happen for people and they got results with things, we definitely hit that point of Saturn-Pluto and how the Sun and Mercury had conjunct with Saturn-Pluto back on the 10th, 11th, and 12th. And this is where the Moon touched. The Moon kind of swept over both eclipses on Wednesday and Thursday. Now, Thursday it was hitting the, the, the region where the Sun had been during the eclipse rather than where the Moon had been because the moon has only one transit over one sign per month. So it was the day after Christmas where the moon had hit the sun in Capricorn and they formed that eclipse at the south node with Jupiter. And then it hit that same point without the sun, because now the sun has been in Aquarius, on Wednesday the 22nd, and then on the 23rd it went to the point where the sun had been during the lunar eclipse on the 10th. So what this means is triggered. The moon is a trigger, and it is often a trigger. It's a trigger for us in our own astrological charts. It is a trigger for us anytime it reaches a point that is hot, which is what these points are. When there have been eclipses, these are hot points. So what we were experiencing was the end of the eclipse cycle. So we were just really starting to kick it out before we had that new moon on Friday in Aquarius at four degrees and the sun and the moon together really kicked out that eclipse. Now, when we look at uh, our experiences of the last couple days, we were ending a cycle. So we were ending something. We, And I frankly thought there were more sticky emotions in the air on Wednesday and Thursday prior to this new moon 
And that often happens in the dark of the moon. But because the moon triggered the eclipse points and we hadn't kicked out the eclipse yet, then that was another matter. So, for example, say, uh, you know, before this lunation on Friday when we were kicking out the eclipse, you know, we did not have the moon triggering the eclipse points. Well, that, that sometimes happens. And so what we wanted to pay attention to was how we felt on Wednesday and Thursday. How did you feel those days? It brought up some feelings that were personal to you and however the Saturn-Pluto is affecting your life and what it feels like. And there is a component of this that I really started to identify where people were on an uphill climb all of 2019 with that Saturn-Pluto looming above us, you know, going to happen early 2020. And it was this uphill climb last year. And what I'm finding is that since we were on the other side of the Saturn-Pluto, we are now really starting to come down from that energy. And I think people are exhausted. And I certainly saw that last week. I saw people tired. I felt tired. I really felt like there was a drain of energy. Um, prior to sort of the zippiness of the new moon. So, and it was zippy, and I'll get to that in a minute. The, this is what happens, you know, when eclipses bring a lot of emotions to the table, you know, the moon often rules things that are not in our conscious grasp. So we were very aware of it more in these last few days than I think we might have been during the eclipse, or at least I felt that way. I don't know how everybody else felt. There were some things that happened in the last few days that ended a cycle, and I felt that were a little bit, you know, prickly. Definitely, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was definitely, there were some prickly things on Wednesday and Thursday, and they felt like they needed the freshness of the new moon. So we were, we finally kicked out and are done with the closeness of the lunation to Saturn and Pluto and the experience of, you know, the south node, the sun to the, the moon to the south node, the sun and the moon to the south node, and then again, the moon to the south node. By the time we have the moon going into Capricorn next month in February, Jupiter is going to be further along than it was in these last few days, meaning it won't be so close to the south node anymore. And right now it's like four degrees away. And it will be further on and moving towards Pluto, and we're going to feel more of that energy than sort of the excessiveness or the drain that the south node brings. And the south node won't be hot from the eclipse anymore. Now that we're kicking out the eclipse, on, as we did on Friday, we can sort of go on with our lives. And there might have been one more bump that you experienced and I certainly watched a few things happen and it was it was you know some of it was emotional some of it was just patterns people have and patterns we all have and some of it was you know the ending of sort of an era and so there we there we have it um but there was this zippy new moon that occurred on Friday at 4:42 p.m. Eastern time at four degrees Aquarius. Now, Aquarius is an electrical sign and it is a wacky bit of a sign. Um, I had some experiences that day, that night, that more after the new moon, that were equivalent of some sort of comical, you know, over the top, you know, 
British film. <laughs> and so I have to say it was it was like a zany British comedy that I felt I was participating in. Um, or, you know, it was I was saying to people it was half of a Fellini movie and half like British farce. So I, that's how I felt the new moon. <laughs> and I'm glad to be able to laugh about it. It the earlier part of the day before the actual lunation happened, I definitely felt the energy drain. And then afterwards, it was just, you know, all out Uranian zaniness. And it's, it was this experience of, you know, energy that really started to, um, kind of been in an in its own direction now if you know anything about the planet uranus which rules aquarius you know that when it uh spins on its axis it's you know turning it's not um turning the way the rest of the other planets are it's on its side so it's you know i've watched documentaries about this and how uranus is like spinning so so let's just imagine you know let's use saturn as an example saturn has its rings and it's going around the center and it's this um horizontal you know ring system that you know the the system is around on the horizon and it spins that way so you're looking at saturn and you see the rings well uranus has well they all have rings neptune has rings pluto has rings uranus has rings but they're not as pronounced as saturn's and uranus does not have that type of orbit which is like we're looking at it horizontally and watching it spin it's vertical so it's like on it take imagine one of the other planets on its side and it's no longer spinning horizontally it's spinning like it looks like it's up and down <laughs> so uranus true to its own nature does things its own way it has to be different from everybody else and it has to turn things on its side and i think this is a really good metaphor just looking at the planet itself and how it manages this and the documentaries I saw many years ago had to do with, like, you know, perhaps a very strong asteroid hit it and turned it on its side thousands and thousands and thousands or millions of years ago. We'll never really know. Um, but Uranus is not spinning in the same direction everybody else is. And so when we have Aquarian elements happen, things are usually very um, unusual, eclectic, bizarre, funny, things coming out of nowhere. And yes, there could be synchronicities and stuff, which I definitely had, but there were definitely things that were, um, you know, over the top. <laughs> and so I really, I really appreciated the humor of the Aquarius new moon and the zaniness of it. So I hope that you had some humor and something, you know, I think it's important because after the seriousness of Capricorn and Saturn and Capricorn and Pluto and Capricorn and together and Capricorn and this stress and this uphill climb, we all needed a good laugh. <laughs> we all needed a really good laugh. And that's what happened on Friday. It was a big release of energy. And I think, and that big release resulted in my world is something rather zany and over the top. So, um, that's part of it. Now, um, when we experience um, 
the days going forward, um, it is, it's we're in Aquarius and um, we are now out of the eclipse period and we are now moving forward with our lives, looking back at the eclipse period and there, there may have been some loss, there may have been some gains, there may have been some intense things that happened and I could, I think I could name stuff that I watched happen on all of those fronts. So, we are moving forward. We are now on the other side of the eclipse period and season, and we don't have to think about that again for another six months. What we do look at now is, is other, other sorts of aspects that are happening. And we have the moon in Pisces. And the reason I bring that up is because there are three planets in Pisces right now. So it's the moon, Venus, and Neptune. And the big aspect this week is that Venus and Neptune are going to conjunct tomorrow 301 p.m eastern time the 27th of january 2020 wow venus and neptune together in pisces this is pretty incredible and i briefly mentioned it last week and so what do we want to think about this is this is major because not only do venus and neptune conjunct but then the moon is going to uh work with them the moon is going to get to them and conjunct venus and Neptune on Tuesday. So this nice next couple of days is a conjunction between the three of these planets. And this is really peaceful and beautiful and imaginative and creative and visual and and just um, really a lovely, lovely group grouping of planets. And so we really want to make a wish in these next few days. We want to bring up a vision. We want to take that vision and make it something tangible. Like, what do you dream of? What are your dreams? Have you felt something coming for a long time to you where you were experiencing like a something that you want that you desire you know venus's desire and even if it's with you know intangibles such as neptune you still have that desire and you can form a very big beautiful picture of this in the next couple of days this is a time to make a big wish and it could be about anything but particularly something creative something monetary something love related anything related to venus see if this was mars which will happen in a few months mars will come to neptune but not for a while you know you would you would think something different mars and neptune are a little more hmm, a little shadier with venus and neptune yeah it could be you know a dream of sorts but but not necessarily shady um Mars's energy is more aggressive than Neptune or Venus. And so Mars is actually in square to Venus today. So Venus squared Mars, the slower moving planet does not make the aspect, the faster moving planet makes the aspect. So Venus squared Mars. And what's happened is, you know, Mars in the next few days will square Neptune. So like I said, the faster moving planet makes the aspect. So Mars is going to square Neptune on Tuesday. So these next couple days, we have a lot of Venus, Mars, Neptune, Moon, 
aspects. So this is all very interesting. This is relationships for sure, because it's the male and female energies, Venus and Mars, uh, not in that order, Mars, Venus, male and female. And it's Neptune, the planet of dreams and wishes and visualizations and meditation and spirituality, but also things that remain elusive or out of our grasp. And so I feel like this is a time to take that Mars energy that's in the square and make a firm decision. It's in Sagittarius, it's in fire and say, no more, uh, you know, whatever, whatever your situation is, it's really a good time to say, hey, I want to create this. Mars is definitive. Mars makes decisions. Mars in Sag is, you know, I'm going to dream big. And I'm going to say, I want this in my life. And I think what we have to firmly plant during these next few days is this notion of um, what, what is it that you really want? What is it that you really wish for? What is it that you are saying that you want to if, uh, absolutely affirm and say yes to in your life? And that's Mars and Sag. And the feeling of that experience, the feeling of knowing and making a decision and saying, I want this, you know, um, they're mutable signs. Sag is mutable. Pisces is mutable. These are, but these are like sort of wavering. Well, maybe I want this. Well, maybe I want that. Well, maybe I want two things. It's okay. I, I really think that the energy that we're looking at is really about taking initiative and saying, hey, I want, this is what I want to make. This is what I want. This is my big dream. This is my moment. And taking that and putting it into the air. We have three planets in Earth that are going to be in Earth all year. And so, you know, there's a lot of energy to take that Earth energy, you know, because Earth manifests. Earth is when you've got it in your hand. So here is the trick. When we make a decision it sends the energy out into our life if you say i'm going to get a new job this year one that's going to pay me you know at least you know x amount of dollars more than i already make and it's going to fulfill me and i'm going to do this blah 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 or i'm going to launch my business this year etc whatever the decision is i'm going to finally fall in love this year whatever the decision is and you want to manifest something, you have to start acting like it's already in your life. So that's where you, the manifestation is the earth planets, but the visualization, the joining of three planets in Pisces is the visualization of that and the feeling of, I've, I already have it. You have to wear that energy. You have to feel it. It's like you're put on your new jacket, okay? So you know what it's like to try on a new energy? That's what you have to do. You have to start acting as if. And Pisces is also the sign of an actor, of the actor, of the musician, of the magician, of the, the illusionist. So you bring up the energy of whatever it is. You want to be a millionaire? Great. <laughs> bring up the energy. Act as if it's already in your life. I'm already a millionaire. And what does that feel like? It's the feeling that you want. It's the knowledge, the feeling of what you want to look like, what your life should look like. And that's what we're going for these next few days. 
really dig in deep to the feeling of what it is you want to make. Now, remember, I talk about this all the time. Saturn and Pluto say, it's your mastery. It's time to own your mastery. And Pluto says, dig deep and get to that mastery. And, and what's happening is that we are, you know, getting Saturn out of the way so we can really feel the mastery. Saturn's moved on. Saturn's now like a whole degree and a little more past Pluto. And we're, we're getting to see what transformation looks like. And the moon, Venus, and Neptune all coming together in these next couple days and receiving, making that square and receiving the square from Mars, Mars entangled with that. You, what you want to do is you want to create something design or actually design something you don't want to necessarily you want to work with the universe you know you've heard the term co-creation you are designing something and you're creating it with the universe and the universe is helping you the universe is creating well right alongside you so this is what co-creation is about you are designed this is what i want my life to look like and i'm going to try on that energy i'm going to try on the energy of being extremely successful financially i'm going to try on the energy of what it's like to fall in love with my soulmate and gosh, if anything is a soulmate aspect, it's Venus-Neptune with a touch of Mars. And you have to talk to the universe. You have to talk to your life and talk to yourself like your dream has already come true. And that's what we are looking at. We're looking at your dream coming true. So this week, you have to dream big and you have to make that dream as big as you want it to be because that's going to be your dream for the year. When, when Jupiter and Pluto come together, when Jupiter and Pluto start asking us how we manifest and how expansive we want our lives to be. So when you've got the moon and Venus and Neptune sitting together in one spot, it, this is like, this is glorious. You know, something magical should happen. And so when you take that dream and you say I want to make this this is this is it and it could be anything it could be you know what I am tired of living in a two by four and I want to live in a bigger space and that's it I'm done I've made the decision I'm going to live in a bigger space this is what it looks like I'm going to draw a piece on a piece of paper I'm going to draw out what this I'm going to design what my new house or my new apartment are going to look like and when you do that you are telling the universe you are putting in your order with the universe and you should be seeing some of this start to manifest in your life piece by piece, day by day. You ask the universe to give you a sign. And a sign that you've that my my that my order's been placed and it's gonna be delivered. Um but the most important thing is to feel it. And that's what Pisces is about. Feeling. And we are still in Aquarius and we can think and think and analyze all we want to. Just positive thinking doesn't necessarily do it. It's got to be the feeling and it's got to be the emotion and it's got to be the thought. So when those come together, that's when your heart and your mind are, are in one place. And like I said last week, it's like you want to listen to your heart. You want your heart, you want your mind to come together and create and design your heart's desire what is your heart's desire? So right now, while the moon is in Pisces and it's been for the last couple of hours, you want to ask yourself what your heart's desire is. What is that dream that you really have to fulfill this year in 2020 when we're being told to dream big? And you've got to think 
and you've got to plant that seed firmly and say, this is it. I'm, I'm going to get this. This is what I want. I'm going to make it happen. It could be three things, <laughs> but that's, that's up to you. But we are at a beautiful moment. And the fact that, you know, Venus and Neptune come together once a year, but they don't come together with the moon always. And so here we are. We just had a new moon. And that's like, you know, we want to try to create a ritual on the new moon. We want to have a manifestation. As a result, we want to make wishes on the new moon. The new moon is planting seeds. We're still in that moon, new moon phase. Well, you want to do that. You want to work with this high energy we have. And remember, Venus and Neptune aren't going to come together again on, in a conjunction till next year. So this is it. This is your chance tomorrow and the next day when the moon taps into both of them and sort of brings them close again. And you want to ask the universe for something beautiful and grand and big and, and good for the greater good of your life and everyone else's. And you want to ask, you know, for your soulmate or for your you know, big creative dream to come true or your your big project to manifest or or to know what your ma- truly what your mastery is and what it is you, you seek to create. And um, if you don't know what that is, then this is a great time to meditate on that because three planets in Pisces is a perfect time to be meditating and working that into your everyday life. The more you meditate, the more peaceful you are. The more you meditate, the more you bring yourself into balance, uh, your heart, your brain, into coherence. Um, The more you have that, the more able you are to create something that you desire. So that's the big portion of the week. We want these next couple days to, like, dream big and to connect to connect with the feeling of what that dream feels like when it's been fulfilled when your wishes have been fulfilled what does it feel like the more you get that feeling the more you connect with that ideal you and know that you can have it the more you're going to understand how to create that in your life every day and you can go back to that feeling anytime you want and zap yourself with that feeling and knowing it's gonna bring what you your heart's desire to you the rest of the week, um, the moon goes void on Tuesday at 8.08 p.m. Eastern Time and then is arriving in the sign of Aries on Wednesday the 29th in the morning. Um, it goes in at 6.51 a.m. And then it's in Aries for the next few days. And on Friday the 31st, it is void from 10.10 a.m., till 7.28 p.m. And this is all Eastern time. So mostly the whole day on Friday is void. Um, It will square. So remember what I said last year and I've said before. It's going to square Saturn and Pluto. Once a week, the moon moves into a cardinal sign and it's going to touch that Saturn-Pluto some way, somehow. Last week it was the conjunction. This week it's another square like it was a couple of weeks ago. Next week the moon will be in Cancer at the end of the week and it will oppose them. Okay like it did during the eclipse on the 10th. So we are moving into the last week of January, if you can believe it. The first month of the new decade is already finished as of Friday this week. And when we move into 
the first and the second of February, we are moving into uh, the moon being in Taurus. And it will go into Taurus evidently Friday evening after it's been void all day in Aries. And then in Taurus on Saturday, then in Taurus on Sunday, and then we're going into a brand new week with, and this will be the last full week of Mercury in Aquarius. So do all your analytical work and thinking and planning and, you know, analyzing and understanding and learning because after that, Mercury goes into Pisces and that will be on the third. So we'll deal with that as we get closer to next week. But really we are, uh, as of, Sunday the 2nd of February we are halfway through what is called winter in the northern hemisphere because it will be the druidic holiday of Candlemas um, and that is also Groundhog Day but it is really the halfway point of, of what it's midwinter so it's the midwinter druidic festivities um, so I hope that you had a lovely week I hope you had a lovely Chinese New Year new moon I hope that electric uh, eclectic Aquarius brought you something fun to laugh about to to have joy in to be zany with and just say hey you know the let the unexpected happen and let Aquarius and Uranus turn things on its side and be as zany as it could possibly be I hope you had a wonderful experience with that the big moment is to this week this particular week is to dream big and plant that dream and know what it is and make that decision about that dream for this year. So it's very, it's actually very exciting. And that's about it for this week. So I bid you a lovely week. My name is Deb McBride. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. I have an Instagram at thegoldenastrologer where I make little videos. I actually made one the other day all about the Capricorn moon. And my Twitter is at Deb Astrology. I have this podcast. I have a blog. And also I have a YouTube channel, which is The Golden Astrologer. And I invite you to purchase my year ahead 2020 video. Yes, there's plenty of things this year. Six eclipses and we only had one so far. Jupiter and Pluto three times this year. Okay, that's unheard of. Saturn and Jupiter getting together at the end of the year, that first time in 20 years. This is all major stuff. 2020 is a huge year. So I invite you to purchase it for $15. It's a 75-minute video, and I'm getting lots of good uh, comments from friends and those who purchased it about it that they're enjoying it. And you can do this on my website. At, you go to thegoldenastrologer.com, and you can see book online. Click on that, and if you scroll down, it will give you some instruction on how to purchase that and if you do want to book a session with me I welcome all of you and you just go to that same book online and book your session thank you for listening and I will see you here next week